What's up, family? It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Um, today, this is an impromptu message. Um, I don't even want to say it's from God. It could be from Satan. I don't even know. All I know is <laughs> I was watching this movie on Amazon Prime called Traffic. And Paula Patton and Omar Epps was in the movie. And so it really didn't turn out how I predicted it to be. Usually I can predict movies, but I, I didn't. I couldn't predict this one. And Paula Patton surprised me because it was about human trafficking. And she basically like was the hero of the movie. So for whatever reason... I'm having a dream that, uh, first of all, <laughs> let me just, <laughs> let me just say this. This is from God. This is from God. I'm say this, this part right here that I'm about to say. I have been cooped up in the house and in some way, form of isolation um on my own merit like I chose to and I I love being in the house and I love being by myself I feel safe and I enjoy my own company like I'm not lonely I can find a lot to do by myself and like not be bored I can watch tv by myself like I can have a good time by myself but like after I quit this job I don't know, like, every time I, like, do an impromptu quit where I didn't plan on it, where I'm not really in the space to be at home all day not doing nothing, because <laughs> you really have to be in the space to be at home all day doing nothing, like, that. it will drive you crazy, and so I get it sometimes when, like, other family members or people are, like, committed to work. You committed to worry because they help you avoid dealing with you and all the issues that you have. Because <laughs> when you're at work, you just turn on your work personality, your work body, and you get to work and you focus on work instead of all of the um, personal baggage that you have at home. And then when it's time to go home, you don't really have a lot of time to be spending at home to be dealing with the stuff. When you get you when you get home from work. You know, you literally find something to eat, find something to do real quick. Then it's almost time to go to sleep. (laughs) And sometimes you can go out, you know, have a good time for a minute. But, like, it's a small window where you don't really have to pay attention to who you are and, like, the things that you, like, internally are battling with. (laughs) So... That's 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 why some people, you know, become workaholics and start being committed to work so they can avoid their issues. But God. Okay, so yesterday I was having a little anxiety attack because um it was really hard for me to go outside. And I couldn't believe I had got there so quick. Like I just quit, it haven't even been a week yet. And I returned to this freaking depressed zombie person. And I'm like, dude, what? Why? How did I get here so fast? Like, I don't even know. And I'm like, you know, 
I don't even know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I'm so sad. I don't even know why I can't go out and live my life. Like, what is wrong with me? I'm literally living by fear. And I'm preaching to every other outlet that, oh, God, is good. And I have faith in this and that. But it's not showing in my actions. So I finally forced myself to go outside. And I was just supposed to go on the drive. But the drive took me to the casino, and I actually had a good time because I won $40, okay? I only had $40, and then I won $40, so I cashed out and went home. Some people, some people don't know when to get up, but girl, ooh, every other dollar that that wasn't mine, that's a blessing. (laughs) I don't have no gold. People be... People literally gamble with their lives trying to become wealthy. And it's like, it's not, it's literally not set up for you to do that. Like, do you think they would run a business like that? Do you think that's why you here for years on years on top of years from like, I, and I cannot, I cannot stand hearing the phrase from like a middle age or like upper age older person. That's like stuck in a dead end job or something, and they say the only way you go, the only way you go live that life is if you win the lottery. Like, dude, what? <laughs> Shut up! Like, do you know that's a lose lose? Do you know how much money you actually have to invest in order to make a profit and a livable life from the lottery? Like, it don't make logical sense if it if it was made in such a way. If they made it in such a way, like, why, <laughs> why would the world be set up like this? Why would they just give you a free, a free little tool like that for you to be like, yeah, let me just go try my luck. Like what? Y'all really believe in luck. That's what we getting me. But anyways, um, <laughs> I do not believe in luck. That's, it goes against my religion, period. So. I went outside, I enjoyed myself, and I was by myself, and I was like, oh my goodness, girl, like you had a good time, and I didn't need nobody, I didn't need to see nobody, meet up with nobody, I didn't need to go to nobody's house, or do anything, because I kept telling myself, like, the evil enemy kept telling me that what I was feeling was, um... What's that word? I was feeling not ostracized, but like left out. I was feeling left out because I felt like I have like a handful of people that I know and I'm comfortable with being around, but um, they don't want to be around me or like they don't have the time and space for me. And so I was just feeling rejected and I was just like, I have a hard time with getting acclimated with new people because I'm a particular type of person and my tolerance level is super low because I've been dealing with people that I don't like for so long that immediately when I see somebody and they trigger me immediately I say no (laughs) I don't because I don't have I, I just have lost my ability to be around people who I have to fake and pretend to no I'm not doing that I'm not doing it it, it takes too much time and energy. I don't get paid for it. And for what? 
what do I gain out of this? Nothing. So it's enough for me. So I said all that to say. I had a dream this morning. And this was a vivid dream. Like I literally was in it. And I knew it was a dream because I knew it wasn't real. Because I'm hanging around people that I don't really know. Like it was it was a few women. Like it started off with a few women. And we're just hanging out, having a good time. And next thing you know, <laughs> next thing we know, we start doing drugs. <laughs> I'm talking about real drugs, drugs I never did before. But I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Because when you be around people that do things, you kind of, it's it's like a peer, it's a, it's a under, it's a silent implied peer pressure that you know you have to do it with them otherwise they're going to feel like you're judging them so it's like a sign of inclusion and um friendliness or whatever I don't know you you get you get social points for it because you are being a participant in it so I'm like yeah let's do the drug let's do the drug whatever I'm down like I don't even care I just want to have a good time because that's what in my in reality that's just what I've been saying like I just want to go have a good time do drugs yeah so um we doing the drugs or whatever everything's fine but for some reason um I needed to go home (laughs) And the thing about me is anytime that I drink or do anything under the influence, um, I know my limits because I passed out one too many times and um, that was it for me. So I don't do anything where I'm near blackout and I'm not alert because I I don't care who I'm around. It could be the, the people I trust the most. I still know that. I can't always trust them to be sober and they're going to look after me. Um, It's usually me looking after other people. I've always been the responsible one who um, I I cannot, like I cannot let myself loose and let myself go because I don't trust nobody to look after me. And at the height of my mind always, and this has just been in me as a child, I don't want to have nobody take advantage of me. I just don't. I, and I don't know what it is, but like the spirit is literally the spirit of God. And that's all I can say because whatever whatever it is in me, I have no control over that aspect of my personality and my characteristics. So in the dream, taking the drugs or whatever, and I had some. I had to go home. I had to go home and change my clothes. I wasn't even about to start partying or whatever. I just had to go home and change my clothes. Now the thing is, right? It's a group of us. Let's just say it's four, because I, I vaguely remember like how many people it was. But let's just say it was four other people, including not including me. So it's five of us total. Now out the five, um, it was 
three girls who were like real cool and down to earth, but there was this outsider girl, the fourth girl, and she was just doing too much because she she just stood out as like really not part of the group. I don't know for whatever reason, like she just wasn't like you know she was like me. She was on the outside coming in, but she wasn't my friend either. But you know. It was all together, but she was a different outsider. And it's always one person like that. Like, you got to watch because they play on both sides. You don't really know if you can trust them or not. But, you know, for the most part, you know, you fake cordial, you keep in. But at the same time, you keeping your eye on them because you don't really know how far they would go because they're not really a part of the original group of people um, that was there or whatever. So anyway, because that's important in, in, in this story. So we all we all appear to take the risk because this is what happened. She did not take the drugs. She was acting like she did though. She was acting high and out of it, and like she was having a good time. And but the whole time she was watching us. She seen us all take the drugs. <laughs> and she was happy about that. And she was really, like, watching me because I wasn't really responding how I should have been. Because it didn't matter. It didn't matter that, like, I partake. Partook? Is that right? Whatever. It didn't matter that I indulged in the drugs. Because at the end of the day, my spirit that's in me, like, it overrode <laughs> the the um, influence that I was supposed to be under. So, um, what happened was I messed up everything. So, I'm telling everybody that I'm getting ready to leave, and everybody seemingly is okay with me leaving. But for whatever reason, the drug... It was influenced by the pressure of the light. So as long as the lights were on, you could kind of um, go against the drugs. And it's crazy because they keep the lights low at the club. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they keep the lights low at the club for a reason. And, like, I don't know who made, like, the the um, unconstant drug. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who made that, but they somehow knew, like... Those effects factor in, like, the lighting does. So, anyways, super dark. Because I went to the, when I went in the bathroom, I could see. And I, but I, I knew and I was aware that my vision was heavily impaired. And I'm literally on the verge of, like, having a breakdown, like a, a panic attack there. Because I'm like, I can't see. I didn't want to start freaking out, tweaking, and, like, making a scene because everybody else seemed to be cool. So I'm just trying to blend in. I'm trying to <laughs> not stand out, you know. I'm not trying to be the party pooper or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm, like, silently, like, dying, having a panic attack. And I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to thug it out, push through it because I don't want to cause any attention to me and have somebody, like, telling me I can't leave because I think I can't see. (laughs) So I'm like, no, I'm just going to be quiet. 
it's safer that way. Um, so, and it turned out it was. So I went with my gut, and I went back out. And I went, when I went back out to the room after I was leaving the bathroom, um, the light dark. I mean, all the lights was dark. Like I couldn't see nobody. And I'm up here like squinting my eyes and like moving my arms, trying to fight my way through the room. And I'm like, why are all? Why is it pitch dark in here? Like, why are all the lights off? But nobody was saying nothing. Everybody was acting normal. Everybody was like, yeah, let's just turn the lights off. Whatever. So okay, whatever. I'm like, I don't even care because I'm about to get out of here. I'm walking towards the door. And for some reason, like, we all are in the room. All of the girls are in the room. Now, that fourth girl, who I said wasn't a part of the original group, she went to the closet as we was all making our way to the door. Now, when she went to the closet, I couldn't really see her. And... I'm like, I'm looking, I don't know why I'm even paying attention to her, but my spirit was like, look at her and watch her. So I'm looking at her, going to the closet, and I'm like, okay, whatever. So, that's when I knew that she could really see, (laughs) and she wasn't, she did not do the drugs with us, because how could she even see? I was just really... See what my <laughs> I'm gonna I'm finish this story and then I'm gonna say what I need to say. But um, I uh, was like, that's so odd. That is so odd. So before I knew it, and we all walking towards the door, and something just told me to stop. I'm like, hold up, this ain't right. I was dizzy, honestly. And next thing I know, I look back over my shoulder, and it's a guy. It's like a few guys. I want to say it was two guys that I could see. It was two other guys, and I could see that they was in all black, and they had these bags. I guess it was like trash bags. It really wasn't like trash bags, but for the sake of the story there was trash bags and they were about to cover our heads with the trash bags immediately I'm talking about the the bag I looked and saw the bag in the air about to come over like our faces because they was about to get the other girl girls in front of me immediately I started screaming like we about to get kidnapped (laughs) I was like it was so surreal because I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it and I don't know if this is all like uh, I I felt like it's influenced because I had just watched this movie Traffic and um this is why. This is exactly what happened. I went to the casino, but I went to this particular casino because the other one that I normally would rather go to, um, they I was watching the news, and it's so crazy because actually I wasn't watching the news. I don't watch the news, but it was on Facebook that these two women 
different races, different ages, on the same day they went missing after they visited the casino. Um, and so I guess that fear and the story I've been telling myself in my head around it, and, and I've just been telling myself, like, these fear-based stories, like, this is why I don't go outside. And I see this exactly why, because for me, that's something that I would do by myself or whatever, or other people, it didn't matter, but, like, that's an outing. And, like, literally, God has been telling me, like, girl, relax. It's nothing outside. Right now in this time, like it's not it's nothing outside for you. And I know you want you see everybody else hanging out, doing drugs and drinking and have it looks like they're having the time of their life. But I'm telling you that you're not missing out on nothing. You're not missing out on nothing. I don't want you out there. I don't want you out there. and I know it feels like a punishment because it did and I'm just like, why can't how come I can't, why I can't go outside with everybody else? Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like a child. And I feel like I'm in prison. And I'm free. Because I keep, uh, <laughs> I actually was talking to my friend that's in prison. And they were like, yeah, I would be outside. I don't know what's wrong with you. And I'm like, see, this, this addition, that's the difference between me and you. <laughs> I'm free out here. But I'm like. I'm making my own little prison because I know where to be safe and I have morals and I know right from wrong and I know to go against my flesh every time. And I know that sometimes it looks crazy and it looks wild to go against the grain and not do what everybody else is doing. And I feel like the moral and the message of that story God was telling me is that, you know, you want to be around people, you want to meet new people, whatever, but... The people that drugged us, like that girl, she was camouflaging her way as being somebody that was to be trusted. And and it just opened my eyes, like, you know, because as I'm going to the casino last night, I see all these signs talking about smile, you on camera. And I'm like, yes, in the parking lot, literally, literally in the garage, they have cameras. So I'm like, how is it that anybody can go missing? How is that even a thing? And so when my mind starts to ask questions like like this, like I'm asking, um, that's my spirit. I didn't even know because I've I've did this a lot over a lot of different scenarios. And people hate it too. But it's just in me, it just naturally will come out and I just I'm just very inquisitive. It's my intuition telling me that something is off. Like, it's literally the voice of God in my angels. Because you cannot pull nothing over me. Like, I can see it. I can see. I'm not saying I can see demons. (laughs) But I can see clearly when something is not right. I don't have proof. I don't have proof. But something in my spirit, and every time I'm gonna go with my gut, every time because it has not steered me wrong. I've been in situations, I've been in places that I should not have survived. But for whatever reason, the light was like, Look, we about to put you over here, we about to get you out of here because this ain't it. This not your, because I need to be here for this. Had I been gone like way before this, like this would not be possible. I would not be able to share my testimony, I, I wouldn't. 
I would not. So that's what I'm saying. Like everything that I've been through, I'm a living testimony. The good, the bad, the ugly. That um, God has been with me through it all. And I'm talking about through it all. And people really just don't understand, like, I'm in care of myself, like, I'm normal, and I'm living a happy-go-lucky life. And, you know, it's sometimes I may rant and rave about being depressed and not wanting to be here. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all a part of my journey and my path and my my God-sent purpose. Because there's people literally a replica of me. Like, I'm just an example I'm just the person that's highlighting these things. People take my rants and raves so, like, they take it to the extreme where it's like, oh, my gosh, you should get help. And I'm like, look, if I really was enduring the things and the symptoms and the signs that I'm really portraying, I would not be here, Okay. But the fact that I'm acting in this way, and this is your response, this is the problem. This is the problem. Because the things that I am acting out, it's true. They are true. I'm not, like, putting on this show to get a reaction, or get some attention. No, it's true, but it's not at the full extent of how critical it is. Because... I know God. There are a lot of people like me who do not have a relationship with God. And when you don't have a relationship with God, you don't believe in nothing. And when you don't believe in nothing and you cannot hear the voice of God and the angels and you don't have the blood of Jesus protecting you, when you don't have that, oh, it's a different ballgame. Because at the end of the day, the voices, whether good or bad, they're real. They are real. They are influencing people and they are telling people. And those voices, when you at your lowest, are telling you that you are a burden, that you will, you would be better off not here, not alive, and all of these things. And, and life will look like you're, you will manifest a life that looks clear as day as what you believe. It will look like you a loser. It will look like you don't fit in. It will look like nobody loves you. It will look like nobody cares. It will look like it will never get better. It will look like you will always be a failure. It will look like that. And if you don't have nothing outside of you to say, well, God said this, I believe in this. If you don't have, that's why when people be talking about religion and God and stuff, and I be like, look, I'm not trying to convince you here or there. Maybe like the people that say they don't believe in nothing, not just be like, how do y'all even, how do you, how do you get through? How do you overcome anything? Like, how, how? Because I know, like, in my head, I could say on one hand, yes, all this stuff is made up. This is they told me, woo, woo, blah, blah, blah. And look, and I can tell you, to, I, I will always say that I did not truly believe wholeheartedly in God just because they told me. Like, I was going to church, but I was still going being. I was always questioning. I was questioning God. I still question God. Like, yeah. So you have to prove that to me because I don't know if that's real. And that's what I did. I went through life. I went through situations. And I got to know God for myself. It wasn't that they took me to church. I read the Bible. And I was like, yeah, Jesus is the Holy Savior. Like, yeah, no. That's not what happened. (laughs) That's not what happened. 
not what happened at all. I'm talking about I've been in situations. I've literally been driving on a road. This not this not happened once, but multiple times. I used to have some crappy cars. <laughs> I'm driving on the road, and every time I got pulled over, I mean, every time I had to pull over and stop. This one, I was just thinking about this one instance when this happened, and I don't even know what happened. So I was driving this car. It was a unreliable car. I'm driving it, and for whatever reason, it stopped. I don't, it didn't like. Yeah, it stopped. Like the power had went out. I pull over. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I, I literally, in these situations, have nobody to call. And it's so crazy to me because, like, even before my dad died, like, I, I never could, like, call him and, like, he was going to come and rescue me. Like, he would answer, but he would be like, yeah, so, um, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I'm going to get you next month. I'm going to get you, like, I always had that. And then my mom, she's never been there. Like she, she, she would always answer and talk me through stuff. But like, she'll be like, "Yeah, so I don't really know. I mean, what you want me to do? Cause like, you out there, and I'm over here. And I'd be like, "Okay, girl, thanks, bye. Like, you're such a waste of my time. I would be so irritated. But." Yes, I'm 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 stranded on the road and this lady pulls up behind me. And I was just so relieved. I was so relieved because I'm like I just didn't believe that um nobody would help me cuz like it's crazy because when I be driving, I be seeing cars pulled over. I be like, man, am I going to be an angel one day? Like, am I going to be able to help somebody? But I've never been called to do it uh, because I don't have resources. <laughs> I said one day if I had AAA, like if I had like a plan of action. But otherwise, I'm I'm also just scared of strangers. But anyways, this, this lady pulled over. And I don't know what happened, but I turned the car on and started working. And she was like, look, I'm going to follow you. Um, where you where you got to go and make sure you know you kind of get to closer to where you need to be, and I was like, all right, and she did, and I never got her name, but that was God, like literally, because I I think what happened was immediately after the car pulled over, and I was just like, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this. I don't even like I don't feel like safe, and like I don't know what to do. And I felt like this lady was an angel. And that's just one story. But I'm just saying, like, (sighs) things, like, will happen. And things are happening now, like, in life. And sometimes you just don't know why you're there. And sometimes, like, you could be in a bad situation and think like, oh my God, I'd rather be somewhere else. And you like wishing for somebody else's life, not knowing that people, people, everybody, everybody going through something. Everybody can hide it really well, really well. And at the end of the day, um, sometimes it's the people that you want to be around that can't be trusted. <laughs> Like, literally. And 
I just said all that to say, like, I feel like now, like, all this drama and stuff that's happening with my family, like, I finally don't want to feel guilty. I don't want to have no resentment. I don't want to have no anger. I don't want to have anything. Like, I love my family, you know, the fact that we're related, whatever. I love everybody. I I do love people. I just don't like them. (laughs) Um, But I really feel like I've been stripped down this much because I needed to love myself more and to branch away and get away from them. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. I was inspired by, oh, look at that. I was lit. And it kind of makes sense. Okay, because I'm on Facebook and um, literally ran across this and verbatim, I could have wrote this myself. It says, at this point, I swear I don't care about having family. They be the first ones to let you down and everything be so fake. You can't expect a family to be full of love if it was never that. Even if you was born after the madness and it's not your fault. I don't want to bring a kid into the world and my family treat them like they treat me. Like, I literally could have wrote that. And it's just crazy, like, simultaneously how people are living your same exact life. It's different, and everything's not the same, but it's it's literally the same thing. And it's so crazy because some of her other statuses and posts, um, we're talking about one in kids and one in the family. <laughs> and it's so crazy because we sometimes deny ourselves our wishes and dreams because of what we saw happen to our family and what we saw happen to other people and their projections and we just gathered those fears and it cripples us from actually achieving our own purpose and that's why I feel like I'm being forced and pushed out away from this family and away from the things that I'm comfortable with because my life is going to look different and just because I and it was a sermon on this. Like just because oh, I think um Sarah Jakes Roberts said this. No, no, it wasn't it wasn't her. It was another preacher, I don't know his name right now. But he was saying just because you come from this, just because you come from a, a family or you had a mother who didn't love you does not mean that you still cannot fulfill that goal and that purpose. It's like, just because, you know, you've seen marriages fail and whatever, whatever, like, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have a successful marriage. Like, you can have these things although you came from there. Like, you're you're not who you hang around. You're not. You have your own goal. You have your own destiny. You have your own fate. Everything is going to be uniquely to you. But sometimes you can get swallowed up in your community and lose sight of where you're supposed to be. You can lose sight of where you're supposed to be because you're not going where you need to be because you're going where you want to be. Oh, you want to be over here. You want to be seen. You want to be included. You want you want the right now. You want to have fun right now. You want to indulge in these pleasures right now. Not knowing that if you if you do what you need to do right now, it's sacrifice. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to lose some people. You're gonna have to lose some friendships, some connections, in order to to get where you're supposed to go, to achieve and then and to receive better. And 
that has totally been me because I've been holding myself down and weighing myself down with I have to be here around for my family I have to be here to wake them up I have to be here to heal them I have to be here to you know shake them up and this whole time like I put all this energy and time into I'm trying to make them better make their kids better and all it did was make me worse and all it did was have them um create resentment towards me and hatred towards me and and push me out and I guess I literally needed them to push me out because I was never gonna walk away from them I was always gonna be like yeah but I'd rather die trying and, and be miserable trying to help save them because I have this God complex I have this savior complex where I love everybody else more than I love myself but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to get out of people pleasing. But at the same time, it's like, how can I live my life right, righteously and right, and thinking I'm doing the right thing for God, if I'm okay with leaving my family behind? But it's not like. My life is not revolved around other people. And so it's so crazy to me because I literally was trying to show grace toward my older sister. And I'm like, girl, I get it. Now, what she felt to realize is that I guess at some point she felt guilty that she was so disconnected to her family. And so she had this revelation. Well, she didn't have the revelation. She, like, forcefully um, excommunicated herself and separated herself early on in life. And it caught up to her because she missed so many years of closeness and connection. And she had to turn around. And that's what I'm saying. The things you run away from is going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. And life is going to make you face it and that's my whole thing is that I've just been running towards the challenges and I've just been running towards the ugly and people are like girl what's wrong with you you crazy and I'm like yes I am I'm crazy about living in peace because I saw so many people die not in peace because we're still we're still living with the pain that they left behind like how is it that we're still dealing with crap from people who are dead it don't make sense it don't make sense but I was literally trying to go toward my sister and tell her that I understood why she separated and um you know left people behind and I was just telling her I was I'm literally telling her that I'm about to cut everybody off and this and that and she was this is what was fake cool because I didn't know that she wasn't really in my corner is that something that was revealed? Oh, God. I'm so happy. Because I'm telling you the truth. Ever since that came to light and she showed her true skin, her true colors, I would have never, I mean, it was such a mind blow. I would have never experienced that if I didn't, like, challenge it and go against it if I didn't go with my gut because like God was literally telling me 
Wow. And I feel so much better. Because people was like, so what's going on with your sister? And I'm like, oh, no, that's done. No, that's done. No, it's done. Oh, it's done. And I stand on it. Like, it used to be a time where, like, I would miss people and feel some type of way. And I got to reach out and I got to apologize. But this time, it's like don't hold on to people no matter what. Because once somebody showed you who they are, believe them the first time and don't let them disrespect you a second time. Because fool me once. Shame on me. Shame on you. Shame on you. Fool me once you can't get food again. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. That is so crazy. God is good. Can I get it? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Love yourself. Love others. Mind your business. <laughs> let go and let God make it happen. Not yesterday, not today, but make it happen right now. Impress yourself. I say let go and let God. Have a good day and a better tomorrow. Peace.